What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy. It's simple. It's fun to use. And like me, I'm not very technical oriented. Again. Easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy if you get what I mean. So, again, go to Anchor FM, sign up, and uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. And there were several journeys that I needed to go down and have insights on to really understand the power of true forgiveness. So, and, um, you know, one of them was my ex-husband, um, cause I, I had to take a, what the way the medicine brought it to me was like, let's take a look at what you did. 
sort of like a, a, a life review. Well, not sort of, like a life review. Like I had to sort of live through and see and uh, internalize. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fun-filled, exciting episode of My Third Eye. Uh, this time I have returning guest Whitney Fox coming on. And uh, we talk a little bit about, well, I shouldn't say a little bit, a lot of bit about her ayahuasca journey uh, that she has gone on uh, more than once, uh, a few times. And it, it's something that's very fascinating. I know it's kind of like the topic of, of today. Everybody's doing it, even my my boy. I, I, I say my boy, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Packer fan here, owner. Uh, can't say that about any other team. You can't own your team, but I can. Um, but he went on one. Uh, it, it's, it's very fascinating to me. It gets you in your headspace and gets rid of some personal issues. I, I, I don't know exactly how it works, but hey, it's fucking cool and it's fucking awesome. Ho- hopefully one day I could be able to do it. I don't know, um, but you know, we'll see. But like I said, Whitney comes back on. I always love talking with Whitney. Um, she will be on the tavern this Friday unless something changes. But she did uh, she did confirm today that she's coming coming on this Friday, and uh, I'm excited because I always lo- love talking with Whitney, and she brings a, a lot to the table. Not just with you know uh, mediumship or ayahuasca journeys. You know she can she can get down with the, the conspiracy of conspiracies. So. If you like this episode and you want the full version, go over to Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash My Third Eye Podcast. $3 gets you the full episode of this. $5 gets you the full episode of Talk at the Tavern and this. So I would just say $5. Go with that route. Um, Like, subscribe, share. Go give a five-star rating and review on iTunes. If you don't want to do the review, go to Spotify. Five stars, walk away all good all dandy not gonna not gonna complain just helps the show grow helps everybody get uh you know the latest episode of my third eye and for the patreons man wow i cannot thank you guys enough you you keep growing and growing and growing and maybe maybe we'll do something special here here in the future where you know i know ryan does like once a month at the, the last saturday where you know they, he does a unrecorded Zoom meeting where you know for his Patreon fans, maybe we'll do something like that as well. Who knows? Um, if you are a Patreon and, and you are interested in that, hit me up, let me know, and maybe we'll make something happen. Uh, also, uh, look for tomorrow Bizarre Encounters first episode. Uh, yes, first episode drops tomorrow. Uh, that will be the 22nd of September. First day of fall, we get creepy. So like, subscribe, and uh, share Bizarre Encounters. You know, Shane and I uh, are doing our little work over there and trying to get out good content. So like I said, go follow us on uh, Instagram. Same with My Third Eye Podcast. Same with uh, Inquiries of Our Reality and Open Minds Media. I am going to now bounce so you can quit hearing my intro and get to the show. All right. We'll talk to you again on Friday when Conspiracy in the News drops. All right. Welcome to another exciting episode. 
Uh, I have returning guest Whitney Fox on. And the last episode that you heard, she gave me a beautiful rating uh, towards the end of the, the episode. And we've kind of touched a little bit on ayahuasca and some psychedelics. So I have her back and we're going to talk on those topics and probably touch on many more uh, varieties of, of information and topics, you know, like we, we usually do. Uh, she's been on talk at the tavern, uh, you know, so when she can, you know, she's on the West coast. So, and her, her work schedule is a little busy, so she doesn't get to make every talk at the tavern, but when she does, she, she drops some good bombs with people. So having said that, I give you Whitney Fox, Whitney, thank you for being here again. And it's so nice to finally meet up again after having to reschedule through some chaotic work stuff on my end and then on your end as well. So. Yeah. Ghost. I'm glad to be back. Always glad to talk with you. Yes. I always have a blast. So ayahuasca. Uh, you are familiar with it. Am I correct? I am. And yep. you, ha- you have done an ayahuasca journey for a couple. Do you- a couple. <laughs> yeah, I've done a few. <laughs> Do you want to uh, enlighten me and my audience on what that all entails? And because there's a lot of, you hear a lot of scary stories with it because, you know, at the end of the day, you're kind of staring into your own soul from, from what I gather, you know what I mean? So if you could, you know, tell me and, and, and the audience, what, what, it, what, it, what it is actually like to go through something like that. Well, it's a big topic. Um, and yeah, stare into your own soul and, you know, the face of God kind, kind of thing. Mm. I'm sure. You've heard things like that. Um, if you've experienced psychedelics in any way, um, even like mushrooms or, I've never done acid, so I don't, I, I, I can't speak to it, but I have heard, um, I've for sure done mushrooms. There are some similarities, especially with, um, the more heroic doses. So, um, but it is different. It, it's, it's, it's its own thing. It's its own spirit. It's its own, um, sort of journey teacher. So, um, I, so when I started, I had thought about doing it for, uh, probably close to a decade before I actually did. And it was just one of those things that I thought, yeah, one day just for, you know, curiosity's sake, I think I had um, come across Terrence McKenna and some of his work. And, and, um, and then I had um, read a couple of books uh, by Daniel Pinchbeck. I don't know if you're familiar with who he is. Um, But, but I just sort of put it on the shelf and was like, yeah, one day, maybe I'll go to Peru and, that'll bucket list. Mm-hmm. And I, there at the time back then, there weren't really documentaries on it. There was just writings by people like that. And some things that you could come across <clears throat> here and there. But I always thought, you know, my kids were smaller and it's not like I was going to be able to just uh, take a few grand and just go to South America. Like my, I, I was raising a family. And right. um, so um I got to a time in my life, my ex-husband and I, we were married for over 20 years and uh, things went south in a hurry for various reasons. Um, You know, it's always, it always takes two to tango. So, um, and we're friends now. It's just, uh, life took a serious turn. Mm -hmm. And um, there's something about that 20 year mark. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, you know, not to get too personal, but we were super codependent. We were together a really long time and we were like, finish each other's sentences. And 
you know, the, there was the good and the bad to that, you know, mm. there was the really, really, really tight. And then there was the, the, the crash, the crash of like, especially him needing to establish his own identity apart from the last 20 years. Mm. And, you know, and me, uh, was myopic on my children. I have three children. So I kind of let, I also, my role was I let that relationship go or I just became impatient with him and his uh, need to, you know, follow all his pursuits that didn't necessarily help pay the bills. Let's put it that way. So, um, you know, suffice it to say, he's a wonderful person and he's really, uh, really smart man and turned his life around. Good. You know, he wasn't a great dad for a hot minute, but he, but he turned it around. And, um, so anyway, um, as you might imagine, it's not, you know, when you have a separation like that or split up with a family and, and I'm also someone that, you know, I was deeply connected with and had been with for such a long time. And, um, you know, he had an affair and it was like that. It just went Mm. like my whole life went, what the fuck, you know, like where did, how, how did I end up here? Right. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really good now. So it's almost like when I look back at the person I was then I was like, girl, why don't you just open your eyes and start meditating or something, you know, but (laughs) I, I didn't know yet. I just did it. And I, it was the path. It was the route I had to take. And my personality is such that I needed a really hard kick in the ass to open my eyes. And, um, I had started, I, th- I want to say that it was around that time, it was around 2014. And I had heard someone on uh, Rogan say that, you know, someone, I, and I couldn't tell you who it was someone who had, had been journeying with ayahuasca and essentially said, you don't have to go to the Amazon, you know, you can, I, it was written in a variety magazine that you, um, you can't throw a rock into Panga Canyon without hitting an ayahuasca arrow, you know? <laughs> so, um, so I was determined to find a shaman and I did, it wasn't easy, but I did. And so I went down lots of rabbit holes on the internet. There wouldn't have been anybody in my walking around life that would have known anything about this. This was yeah. like, a, I was called, you know, so this really, and the more, the more I thought about it, the more determined I got, Oh, you'll enjoy this part because I know you're a tool fan. So, Mm. so uh, when, um, uh, to all those tool fans out there, you know, how you go, there's like that either you like music or you like tool, (laughs) like they're totally different, right? All the memes about tool, um, or there's music and there's tool. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, this is just a sidebar, but it's, it's relevant in this story. Um, so, uh, because my husband had had this affair and I was so out of my mind with not understanding, I became super angry. I just didn't get it. Like, why would you do this to us, the family, the whole thing? I understand. I also, I, you know, learned later that, you know, takes two to tango, you know, yeah. either whatever my role was, was my role anyway. And anger is the first, first emotion to easily manifest, you know what I mean? Right. It's the easiest it, for and, a reason, you, you know, know I mean? it, it's the it, hardest um, to control as well. It, you know, it, it really move. It makes you move though. Anger mm-hmm. will push you like there's, there are useful things about anger. It'll, oh, yeah, it'll totally. push you from one spot to another. And I really needed that. We didn't get to that place in our marriage without 
lots of things happening that I also needed to change and move, you know, we're, we're, we're much better apart. Let's put mm. it that way. Um, so anyway, the anger, I, I always loved tool, you know, I, I was from the beginning, like back in the, you know, mid nineties, you know, it was like, I was a fan, but I wasn't an Uber fan. I was just like, you know, I love tool. I like Primus. I like system of a down, you know, like nice. I was, that, that was, they were all, you know, clutch, you know, and oh. all. So just one of the genres of music I enjoy. I had mentioned that to you earlier before we started recording that I, I was a runner for like 40 years till I screwed up my feet you know, it's running music too. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I was running like, you know, seven to nine or 11 miles ago and, and I was God, racing and that kind of thing. And so God bless um, you. I, I give but, people but, that do that the biggest props. Cause I hate running. Well, it, it was, unless uh, I have to poop or I'm being chased by uh, uh, an evil entity, <laughs> <laughs> then, then I'm running. Okay. Um, so, well, it, I worked up to it. I started as a teenager, yeah. ran track, the whole thing. And I found that it was, psychologically beneficial mm-hmm. uh so and you know through all through my life when my mom died i put my shoes on my dad died put my shoes on you know this divorce i put my shoes on so and like i can't tell you how many pairs of shoes i've i've worn out um in any case because of the anger i was running a lot was listening to a lot of tools while i was running and then there was something about even though i was already familiar with all the records that had been released there was something about that music, I don't know if it was hypnotic or, you know, who knows if the something with the Fibonacci sequence and, you know, what their time signatures and all that stuff there for a while, it was all I listened to. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't listen to podcasts. I wouldn't listen to any other music. I just heard that music over and over. And then I started listening to it at work. And so there was something, there was something there beyond the music. Oh Yeah. Well, Danny Carey, the drummer, is known to uh, use philemic magic in his drumming style with with uh, putting um, different patterns and the way he plays out the patterns all coincide with with philemic magic and, and what have you. And this is just something I recently kind of came across. Um, it's an, a, kind of an older episode on uh, the New York Patriot uh, podcast, um, but they broke, he had a guy on and they broke down every tool album and, and the journey through Maynard and, and the band. And then they mm-hmm. came across that, you know, Danny was into this and it was just like, Oh, that makes so much sense it because does. it's so rhythmic and it, and it, and it is hypnotizing because it can take you in into a mood if you're angry, but mm-hmm. if you're also in a mood where you, you are just full of love and joy, that same song can hit you in a completely different way to where you're like, it, almost like praising God in worship. You know what I mean? It's weird. Right. It is. And, weird. and I love it, but you know, it, I was it is aware of some strange. of that, but not all of that. But at the time I was not aware it was, right. I had to, you know, then I, well, just like you said, so what I started to kind of do was like, wait a minute, what's with this music? There's something else going on here. Um, because it was starting to empower me through hmm. this hard time of uh leaving you know and the, the this process of this total dissolution of my life right mm-hmm. um so here's another weird tool sidebar just because i was already going down this tool rabbit hole with the music um and it is related to the ayahuasca by the way um 
but oh, you're fine. I, so I, I can started... talk tool all night long. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're on a, you're on a topic. I, I to, I'm not going to even stop you. <laughs> well, yeah. So a fellow tool fan, then, then you understand what I'm saying. I would try mm-hmm. and t- tell somebody else about this and, you know, yeah, they look um, at you crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, just a tool nerd, tool yeah. tard. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like whatever. But what it did was uh, it, I felt empowered by it. I felt stronger. And I, what ended up happening was, you know, I kind of, where I was weak before um, I was started training for a race and then, you know, ran the race and which empowered me a great deal. Cause I placed and all this stuff. And, um, but during the run or, or, you know, I would make these decisions empowered by this, like sort of, hypnotic suggestion for that. I made some really weird paintings at the mm-hmm. time too. <laughs> you know, I look back at those. You still have those, those? You know, I have images of them. You know, a few of them are gone. Um and they're kind of interesting. I'll send you a couple. I'll, yeah. I'll send you yeah, I'll I'll dig Please them up because I would love um, to just cuz looking at them I could probably not fully understand a mindset that you were in, but I could pick up, you know, listening to that music and then pouring it into your art. It's okay, like, okay, you know them. what I mean? I, I, there, there was something going on there. And yeah, I, for sure. the other thing is real quick was, was the album saliva? It was their live album. Uh, was that a, 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 a did that have an impact on your, on, yeah. on you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause I was yeah. just picking up on that. I wrote it down. I just wanted to throw it out there before you mentioned something and me being like, Oh, I just was thinking of that, you know, but there we go so it's funny the weird way that that worked was like i would pick one record even though like i'd heard them all and i knew Mm -hmm. all the songs and stuff but i picked one record and i would listen to that one over and over and over and over and i would go to put on something else even another tool record and i go back so there was something going on there and and what i was going to say about the empowering part was um it was what somewhat fueled my desire to find a shaman and do mm. this. And it, it wasn't like tool told me to, or, you know, some podcaster told me to, or something. It was something that I was like, this is the answer. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm done. It's either this or I'm going to put a gun to my head. Yeah. And so, um, well, I'm glad I, you didn't do the gun to your head. I, yeah. I'm not kidding either. And I, I, was, I can relate. I was there. I went through a bad divorce with my, my ex-wife and who I have my daughter to. And I mean, there, there was years that I, I had bad thoughts about her, you know what I mean? And, and whatever. And in the beginning, you know, I, I thought about eating a bullet. I ain't going to lie. And tool along with the love of my daughter and, you know, certain friends. And then, you know, a year or so later, you know, meeting my now wife helped me through a lot of that shit. And I contribute a lot of it to to tool and i was the same way it was one album and it was the salival album and it was a live album and it was almost like when i said you can listen to it and it brings you into a state of like love and joy like i can forgive or i can move on and i can i can i can be good without what's going on you know what i mean in 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 a healthy way and i can go on and live so i don't know i don't i don't mean to interrupt but go ahead oh no like i'm just curious if like maybe it was recorded at like what is it? 434 or 435 Hertz instead. You know, have you heard any of that about? Yeah. Uh, it's not, I think it's yeah. 435 instead of something like that. I, I forget the exact one. Cause now it's on like 440 or. or yeah, exactly. 
So. Exactly. So yeah, I wonder, I wonder, cause I'm sure that they knew about that <laughs> or know about that. Um, so anyway, becoming, uh, you know, more empowered and making that decision, I started just going down, you know, all of these rabbit holes to try and find a shaman in LA because I, I heard and I knew that it could happen. And um, then I did. So and the way that it happened was I would go down one message board after another, after another. And then I finally found this website that was a message board, but it didn't necessarily have a name. It was just numbers and letters. Mm -hmm. And there was someone on there. I couldn't even tell you how I found it, but um, there was someone on there that said ayahuasca ceremonies in Los Angeles and email. Um, I think, it, I think she said email Mary for, you know, and so I did. And, and because it was like, I don't know, like when people are like, Oh, it's so brave or crazy or whatever. I was pumped up at that point. And I do kind of attribute, attribute not only the music and it made me, it gave me the adrenaline, I guess, or the confidence. And I won that race or I didn't win the race, but I placed and there was 4,000 people in the race. So like, damn good. like I was hauling ass, I was hauling ass and I was on this like high, I guess. Right. And so when I did that, I was sort of still on this high. I was like, I'm doing this. I'm jumping into the jungle. I don't care what anybody says, you know, and I was still very angry with my ex. Cause he was kind of, um, suppressing me, you know, mm -hmm. like the, anything that I kind of wanted to do, I always got criticized and, and it was a, you know, there was some stuff like that. You know, I've lost, I lost my whole everything. I lost my mojo for sure. I was, I was weakened to a point that I was criticized a lot about everything and things like that. And this was how I pulled my power back. And so, um, you know, with finding the shaman was, I could have found any creep and he turned out to be the real deal. So, uh, we, I emailed with his wife and, uh, we, you know, went back and forth and then they, you know, essentially said, you know, meet us at this coffee house in downtown LA. And, um, and I remember driving down there that day and, um, and thinking because I'd been so closed off from the world in this somewhat repressive marriage, mm -hmm. right. You know, like I, there was things that I was kind of allowed to do that were sanctioned. Um, and if it had anything to do with the kids that was sanctioned, if, if I was making money and I, it, it was a slow, uh, repression, like 20 years, you know, one, right. I just eventually lost who I was completely. So I was driving down there. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is so, you know, like I'm just going, I'm maverick right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, by the grace of God, um, he was, he, uh, an amazing shaman and with amazing integrity. And I went through a lot with him and met him and he was incredible. Um, and signed up, I said, let's go, you know, I'm, I'm down. And, um, the first ceremony was in August of 2014 and it was out in La Quinta, which is up by Palm Springs and, uh, 10 other people, um, what one guy left, he haired out, he was like, can't do it. And, um, this shaman, he, um, essentially knew that I was in a very desperate place in my life. He asked me if, if I thought that I was suicidal and, you know, I wouldn't call it suicidal because I would have never, I don't think I would have ever done that to my children, but, but I had gotten, care if, 
you didn't care if a train hit you while you're crossing the tracks at the same time. Exactly. Right. It was like that. It was like that. And, um, and confusion and everything was just so unclear, the step forward and, uh, you know, blaming myself, all this stuff. So anyway, uh, he just, he, he took everybody under his wing, but I felt very protected and very cared for by him. And so um, the first ceremony, you know, I was for sure a hundred percent ready to surrender and not everybody in that ceremony was people mm -hmm. were, you know, there was this guy who was a heart, heart surgeon and his wife was a nurse and he had very severe control issues as you might as a heart surgeon. And, um, he could not surrender. He got angry. He sat there and sweated. He like, and almost distracting to everybody else, but, uh, and he eventually left. He just said, I can't do this. I'm out. And then another guy left as well. And, um, you know, the shaman was very, um, he was very, he had, a, he had a lot of rules, you know, you can't, you can't come here high on something else, you know, mm. the, the dieta, you know, a strict diet needed to be followed, you know, the week previous and no sex and, you know, no, no violent TV or anything like that. You know, there's a protocol and uh, I did it to the letter. There wasn't anything, you know, I just was ready. And um, he gave me four big drinks, which is a lot for someone my size, um, wow. in one night. And he for sure was not afraid to send me into the jungle where I've sat with shaman since that they kind of just want to control the room. They don't want anybody going bananas. They just mm -hmm. kind of want to mellow. And then, you know, sadly, someone kind of just want to get paid. Um, <clears throat> or they want to be the cool dude at the front of the room. You know, it's just, that, that happens. That's just right. a, a unfortunate side effect of, you know, every sort of pursuit that's involves people, right. Oh, yeah. Um, people could control stuff. This was not that guy. He, uh, he would go for a month at a time every year down into the Amazon and, um, do a month long dieta, which is, um, uh, a restricted diet and fasting and, uh, uh, communing with one of the master plants from the Amazon. Um, they're not psychoactive per se. Um, but he would all, he would do that along with ayahuasca. And so he had many shaman connections or Iowa or, uh, curanderos is what they're called down there. Um, and so he went down every year for sure for a month, but he would go on other retreats a couple of weeks at a time and he would bring back knowledge and he would bring, you know, he, the medicine would be shipped here and he ran monthly retreats. And after that first one, it was such a deep experience. Um, you know, my very first drink, I had the whole, the whole hard to explain experience of ego death and, you know, the, um, I, I guess, you know, so if you've never experienced what's called non-duality, when you, you are a part of the whole, you are one with, for God, for, with a great spirit, with the right. all, you know, that it's, it's sort of flippantly called non-duality because it just, that's just a word, but when you're experiencing it in reality and you're with your own three eyes, you, uh, there's nothing that you can compare it to. There's no, it's, you can't explain it. We don't have anything like that here. Right. Um, 
it's, it's the ineffable. <laughs> so um, I had that on the very first drink. I was staring at the moon and all of a sudden I got all fractal visuals all over the sky. And then I was out gone. I, when I came back from that journey, I was in a place where I was just a speck of consciousness. I didn't know my name. I, I, all I knew is that I was conscious and I was experiencing the all. And, Mm -hmm. um, when I came back from, and that was just drink one. And right. when I came back from that, it felt like I was there for a hundred years oh, wow. um, and, and was just existing and experiencing and being, um, and coming back from that and then realizing what, <laughs> oh, I'm in the, I'm laying by a pool in La Quinta. Whoa. And so he said, my darling, keep drinking, you know? So, <laughs> took another drink and just as big, just as strong. Uh, I had experience, I had the experience um, because I had had so many ceremonies after that. Some of them kind of, you know, crossover. Was it the second one? Was it the ninth one? Was it, you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't, re- I, I can't real. All I know is there's ones that stand out among the others and various things happened. Like I have um, at the time, one of my sisters had already passed and I hadn't seen her for years. And, uh, she died, a you know, a ward of the state heroin addict, half sister, long story, but I loved her very much when I was young and, and, um, didn't understand that abandonment. And it was one of the first sort of, because this was the first night, it was the first sort of, um, communion with someone on the other side. And so, uh, she showed up and sometimes these visions, these journeys, they'll play out very much like a movie. You'll see it visually hear hear sounds. And it, it's just white, like watching what, or being in, um, an experience with people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of other things. Sometimes you just get insights. Sometimes you, it's just dark and you'd suddenly get these amazing insights about reality. They're like downloads. There's a, a multitude of ways that um, the medicine works and comes through and imparts information. She came through and she came through with just some amazing, beautiful visuals of pinks and purples and all of this love and uh, uh, apologizing to me for how things went and who she was and, and hoping that I learned what I was supposed to from it and also great affection and love. It was just such a huge love download from my dead sister. It was talk about healing. Mm. Um, So when I came back from that um, particular journey, uh, I felt like I understood more about the other side already. This was just so early Um, around that evening, around that time, Um, so when you, when you take this medicine, it tastes like hot buttered ass. I mean, it is like like a, it smells like an outhouse. (laughs) 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 You know, some people just throw it right up because it's, you know, I've had a couple of drinks that were manageable. Okay. Okay. But a lot of times it's, whoa, is this so bad? (laughs) I was going to ask you that if, if, if you, if you actually threw up because you hear that a lot people drink it and then all of a sudden they're just puking their guts out and next thing you know they're they're on a journey somewhere you know what i mean and yes, but everybody so, says the same thing it tastes like shit 
So I'll speak to that a little bit because there is, um, if you've, if for the people that have done it, you know, the Iowa Scarrows, um, the people that have had more, you know, even one journey or had a few, you start to realize that what's called the purge is not throw up. Mm. Um, what's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's, it's, it comes from someplace else. You know, first of all, you don't eat for several hours before you do it. And what comes up, um, it's not uncommon for you to have visuals with it and understand okay. what it is that you are expelling from your body on the psychic level. So if you can get behind the idea that all physical elements are really a psycho-spiritual issue, um, then if you uh, are, if the medicine, the spirit, m- m- most people believe that ayahuasca is a spirit she's pulling out of you this toxic, um, sometimes physical, um, sometimes, um, spiritual stuff. Mm. So, um, so, and the curandero, uh, it's, it's a good practice to, um, they bury the purge after and send it back to the earth. Some don't, but it, it, to me, it seems like a good practice because it's sacred. It's right. pulling stuff out of you that you, you don't want to carry with you anymore. So just since we went down that, I'll tell you about the only time that I've ever purged through my mouth. So you can also have a bathroom purge. And um, that is, for whatever reason, more common in my system. Not every time, but several times. And with that, uh, I know that I'm expelling physical um toxicity as well as you know spiritual because i've seen stuff like it's shown me what i'm ridding my body of mm. um so it, it cleans you out <laughs> yeah. it'll Literally. clean you out um because that clean out you know with if it is all manners of gunk that you're carrying around for um years whether mm. it's you know uh uh physical or or uh spiritual this stuff stays with you and you can feel it come out of your like toes and you know your neck and so anyway the one time that i did uh purge through you know with vomit and it it was only my second um ceremony retreat weekend and um so i i'll just interject at this point i stopped counting i used to count how many drinks i'd had and i stopped counting the drinks at 200. Oh, shit. So, and so the ceremonies, there could be anywhere from one to three drinks per ceremony per night. Right. And then, but then I also did many, um, 
uh, longer uh, initiation type stuff uh, when I was working with this shaman and then after with, with another and, um, and another. So once I got to about 200, you know, I was like, why, I, why am I counting anymore? You mm-hmm. know? And so that I don't, I couldn't tell you exactly how many ceremonies that is, was the point I was going to make several, many right. um, with, of different types with di- all manners of different stuff happening. But in any case, the, the, when I did purge, um, it was on a, a winery up in, up near Lodi, um, California, and it was outdoors. And it was, it was a huge, um, it was a huge circle. There was, I think, 24 people that were drinking. And, um, you know, this shaman was leading the whole thing with like a maestro, you know, he didn't let that bother him at all, all those people needing him. And it was quite a sight to see. And um, the other thing I'll say is very often the people that co- collect for each and every ceremony, there's some sort of commonality, like they're supposed to be together for that. And in this, the commonality was 24 people. I was only one of four Americans. Mm. It was so crazy. Everyone was foreign. Everyone was from all over the place. You know, it was really neat and some really strong men. Um, and I had not experienced that. I, this was only my second ceremony. I was like, God, these men, they're just like, whoa, like they're ready to rock and roll and carry this circle. So yeah. it was at that circle that I learned the power of all of the other people in the ceremony is, uh, uh, vital. So there's big ceremonies, little ceremonies, two people, 12 people. Um, and I want to say that might've been my biggest, my biggest one. Um, but if there, because you do some heavy lifting for others in the ceremony, I learned that on this one. So, so in, in this particular instance, I, was super nauseous. You know, I was having visuals and having all kinds of everything happening, uh, downloads, insights, the whole shebang. Uh, but then I got super nauseous and I had to crawl around and look for my bucket and I find it and it just can't, I can't get it, bring it up. And I'm working on it. My shaman comes around. He's trying to help me work on it. He's, you know, doing all kinds of stuff around me. You know, there's sometimes a, a gong, you know, will help bring up the vibration will help bring it up. Mm-hmm certain uh, Icaros, which are songs that are sung by the, the Curandero, or even songs that are, you know, on a playlist uh, can do it. Um, like the, um, the didgeridoo, didgeridoo mm-hmm. can really help bring it up. And um, I forget what it's called. There's a little mouth harp thing that sometimes you'll hear that in ayahuasca music, or even, um, you know, like mushroom you know, mushroom music, mm-hmm. uh, just for whatever reason, it take it can t- kind of take you deeper or bring on some uh, interesting images or imagery, but uh, also can help bring up the purge. And so he was doing everything that he could to help me. Um, and I was just exhausted. And I, I just couldn't do anymore. I laid down, I'm just dying. I'm feeling like, um, you know, anyway, I hear across the way, one of the, this guy from France, and the guy that was next to him, he starts retching sounding like he's purging. And every time he did, I would feel relief. And so then the medicine told me, because this was when I was starting to talk to her medicine told me, yeah, we can, we are called to help others. And if we are giving them spirit, um, 
then you know you you can be in service to others and so i knew that that other person across the way was in service to my um my journey and me getting up whatever this thing was that had to come out of had to come out i didn't know anything about this really at the time i, I was just going with it and miserable <laughs> and yeah. so i was able to rest while he retched and every time he did i could feel it i knew exactly like the sound that he would make it was as if it was coming out of my mouth. It was crazy. Mm. Anyway, give me enough strength to get back at it. And so on my hands and knees, and I can feel this starting to come up. But when I said it was coming from my toes, it was coming from my toes. It wasn't coming from my, it was coming from my veins, from my hands, from my, and then it, I felt it release itself from the back of my neck. Mm. And I spit into the bucket I'm watching this little thing in the bottom of the bucket. And it's like this little gray. Um, it's like this little animated ball of hair mm. or like it was, it was insane. And I knew that it was something that I've been carrying around a very long time. And so, you know, for sure, you know, my shaman was like, yes, you know, <laughs> God, we're sick of, like, we're sick of dealing with you. Get it out. Um, but so when I, after I did that, I laid back down and I went, um, so what I didn't tell you was I had had this previous experience with Jesus before mm. I had gotten rid of this thing. And I'll go back and tell you about that if you're interested, because I find oh, it yeah. really interesting, but I felt like Jesus was hanging around and I was not born Christian, but I was born in the West. And so I've always you know, felt like Jesus was, you know, cool. Right. <laughs> like, I just, like I, I'm down with Jesus, you know, like that he's awesome. And, you know, watch Jesus Christ superstar every Easter. And, you know, like just think of the imagery and all of, you know, my connection with Jesus, I've, uh, you know, an avatar of light that, that was cool with me. And anyway, he showed up in a vision. And, um, but after when I, after I purged this little thing, um, you know, I laid back down and I was kind of like, you know, Jesus, are you still there? <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? You know? And so, um, with that, I was immediately taken to, um, a time in my life back in, I, you know, like the early nineties, a party night after going to, we didn't call them raves at the time, but it was like, a we called them underground, you know, and, and I had the after party at my house and everybody was doing a lot of ecstasy and a lot of blow and the whole shebang, you know, just as you do, um, right. or just you did, um, you know, it was whatever, no excuses. I was young and dumb or in any case, I, it was as if I was there and watching myself that night. And I saw and felt, um, an attachment take hold to my body, to my, you know, my, uh, you know, to my, uh, my really dumb self that had opened my spirit body up to, um, a parasite. Mm. And so I learned like by through experience, not through somebody telling me, like I watched this happen. And in, in these visions, they're, they're realer than here. They're, you know, they're, they're not really like a dream. They're more of a reality. So I, I, you know, sort of came back from that vision still, you know, in the ayahuasca state and then realized I picked up a parasite and that's what I, I just got rid of. And so, you know, telling you that story is 
I think it's uh, sort of, um, uh, what's the word? Um, it's, it's like a classic um, experience for people that understand that the purge is not about vomit. Right. I mean, I guess it can be if you're really toxic system, but what started that toxic system? Is it possible that there's a parasite that you're carrying around? And so I think that a parasite like that is more common than not. Oh yeah. So I, th I think you can pick up a parasite through mental abuse or physical abuse or alcoholism or, you know, just so uh, that was a real eye opener for me. And by the way, driving home, um, you know, on that Sunday morning, uh, music sounded better. Colors were brighter. The sun shone brighter. Like, and it, it was like the depression that I had carried around, it was gone just gone. Oh, nice. So, you know, of course my shaman was like, yeah, girl, <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, you're one of the, you're getting off cheap, you know, you've only been to two ceremonies. And um, so to say that it was sort of life changing, um, there have been other uh, ceremonies that I thought that there's still something else that I need to get out. I, but maybe in the scope of a person's lifetime, maybe there's soul agreements or something where right. you agree to this parasite for various reasons. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm just throwing that out there. So which could lead um, into why, you know, maybe we do reincarnate, you know, that parasite is here to either a learn something itself or help teach us something in order to put us into another energy being, whatever that is when we die you know, and I, I'm not saying reincarnation is 100% real. No one knows at the end of the day, but, you know, it's stupid little, you know, theory that just popped into my head. As right. You're saying that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And things like that, I believe in conversations like this need to be considered because um, we don't know. We right. don't, I, that's why I, th I think that's why after I went through all the healing and all the learning, um, I was that's why I kept doing it because I was just seeking more answers because it was such, there was so much healing in the beginning um, because I was so broken. I was just broken mess. I had right. no self-esteem. I had no self-love. I, I, you know, I, I can blame other people for it, but I allowed myself to get there. And that was another thing I learned is, you know, she, she does, she, by she, I mean, ayahuasca, she's really not about excuses. She's about healing. So, mm. you know, there were more than one time where I was having a very hard time with either visions or deep lessons or, uh, physical discomfort. And, um, I would make excuses. Um, so I, I have told this one before, but this is a perfect example. Um, two of my children were C-sections and the, I've learned and I have never heard this anywhere else, but I've learned that there is a certain energetic um, lack uh, that happens when the child isn't birthed through the birth canal. And um, you call it shamanic, call it a shamanic ceremony, birth being maybe perhaps yeah. a shamanic ceremony, this passing from the other world into this world. And it's set up the way it is for a reason. Um, my first, I did all natural and it was 
brutal, but I did it. And, right. um, both with my second two, they both had a cord wrapped around their neck and it, you know, it was crisis time. And I said, do what you got to do. You know, I, I'll die. So this baby can live kind of thing. And so, you know, I said to the medicine, like I started having what I was shown were labor pains and they felt like labor pains. I'm certain I was moaning and, you know, screaming and crying on the ground that night. And, and, um, you know, I finally asked her, I'm like, what, you know, why, how, how do I get, what is happening? And, and she explained this to me that, you know, there is a spiritual energetic lack with those two children because they were, did not have the shamanic birthright of coming in the natural way. Are you willing to go through labor again for them so that they have that healing? And so that there was a couple of things that happened with that. One, I was taught what true service is, you know, and two, the, what I said that there's various energetic things that happen for a reason. And I was overjoyed that there was a way to heal this, even though it was brutally uh, uncomfortable just (laughs) at twice. And so when I came back from that one, I had a deep, deeper understanding of the natural world and how, you know, there's uh, where it's bastardized, say through pharmaceuticals or, you know, the hospital system or something that isn't to say that like, I'm too old to have any more kids, but that isn't to say that if I was pregnant again, I might not also go to a hospital again, you know, cause you know, I'm not trying to, um, but I'm also saying it's something that needs to be considered in terms of consciousness. So anyway, went, went through that and, and learned that also just like the French guy across from me, when I was trying to get my demon out, <laughs> um, I, he was called to service. Will you serve another human being? Will you do this? And that that's what the shamanic realms are. What these right. deeper realms are is the service to the light service to good, which isn't to say that with that work, you're not a beacon for the darkness, mm. you know, there, it will, it will come after you. And it did come after my shaman. And he, uh, that's a deep and bizarre story. Um, but before I sort of tell that, I'll tell you the Jesus part um, that happened, same ceremony before I, you know, and I, I think that they're linked, um, but, um, you know, briefly um there there was a um a couple that were from india that were was next to me and he was having earlier in the night he was having a very very hard time um um getting up some a purge and mm-hmm. when he did um there was a metallic sound with it it was like two voices i could hear his voice and i could hear another voice and uh this alarmed me um a lot because it was, I was scared. And this was before I learned, you know, more deeply how to control fear. I I hadn't had lessons like that yet. And, and he um, finally got it up and, you know, I had gotten up on an elbow to look over there because I was very alarmed and I was able to, you know, I was somewhat present and I saw what looked like, um, you know, it was about four feet tall and it was like a little black wispy demon thing, you know, with a, with a tail and everything. And it took off 
out and it ran around the outside of the circle. And so my shaman came over and I was afraid because, you know, I, I thought what, what, where's that thing going? What's it doing? I heard it come out of him, that kind of thing. And I looked up at my shaman and he was watching it too. So we had a shared shared third eye vision mm. of this thing, which disappeared. And, and he told me, he goes, you're safe. I have the, I have the circle protected. And so when I went back to um, sort of, you know, back into vision, laid back down and it was very strong medicine. Sometimes it only will last a short time. You'll have some visions. Sometimes you don't feel anything at all. Sometimes it, it can last for a couple of hours and you can go back in, you can walk around, talk to people and then go back in without, it's, it's just depends. They say it depends on her, what she's wants to show you. And um, in this case, I went back into, you know, like some deep visions and, and um, I was just visited by Jesus. You know, I knew who it was. I had this overwhelming feeling of love and, and um, you know, this uh, Hare Krishna song came on, on the playlist and, and we, we were kind of talking and he was expressing to me, I don't, I can't really say it was with words, although I think there was some words more like downloads mm -hmm. of, uh, knowledge, sort of telepathic knowledge. And the download was very much about unconditional love, what unconditional love is, and also what he is, uh, as unconditional love, the embodiment of unconditional love. So, uh, it sounds all great and sort of dogmatic in words, I guess, but in experience, it was uh, life-changing for sure. And, you know, then he was also kind of funny because there was this Hare Krishna song comes on and, and he, and I, he made me laugh. And one of the things was, he was like, don't you think Hare Krishna, um, don't you think that sound, don't you think Krishna sounds a lot like Christ, you know? And, and I was like, wait, what, you know, what are you saying? Are you saying that you're the same? Like you're Krishna and Christ are the same. And then it, the way he imparted to me was really funny. I mean, I know I was laughing out loud and he's like, does it really matter? Like, what does it matter? You know? So that taught me in that experience with this avatar of light, that getting hung up on semantics and names are for here, not mm -hmm. for there. So, um, you know, wars obviously are fought over such things, but there it, it, you know, and then oddly enough by a really weird set of circumstances, cause I'm not a world traveler within, um, about 18 months, I found myself standing in front of the temple of Krishna in Nepal. And so <laughs> I didn't plan this trip. It came out of the blue. And then of course, you know, the people I was with, we just ended up, it was crazy. So, that, um, that is crazy. <laughs> I mean, what are the chances? Like I've yeah. never, I didn't plan on Nepal, India, anything like that. You know, I've been to Europe once, you know, but, um, anyway, so, um, but I couldn't help but think that it was somehow related. Um, so, uh, so anyway, with that, after the whole, you know, kind of demon thing, um, you know, I was literally like, so Jesus, are you still here? <laughs> like you're still around. Right. And, uh, I was for sure imparted with, uh, I'm always around. 
you know, I'm always around when I'm called. And I'd had earlier experiences in my life with invoking the name of Christ in like night terror situations and stuff. And always, you know, just saying that to say that, you know, the, that, 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 that name, there is power in that name and there is power in that energy, whatever you want to believe. Did he walk the earth? Did he not? That that was my next question. Do you think it was the same person that actually walked the earth that who you encountered in in your experience? You know, but yet at at the same time, you kind of answered that when, when you brought up the Krishna thing, cause he's like, does it even matter? You know, it, it, right. I am this being of light and unconditional love. You can call me whatever you want in any one of these religions that you guys have basically made up right. to, to worship a higher, higher light being, you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. So. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. For sure. So, I mean, even when you think about all of the different um, denominations of Christianity, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has had their whatever their particular thing is and however they got there, whether it was a burning bush or a mushroom. Which you know, the they, burning bush was an acacia bush. That's right. That's right. And I have DMT. <laughs> I have I've had ayahuasca made from acacia and it was it was amazing made by a gringa shaman and she imparted you know, that part is important to the person that brews it and mm-hmm. their integrity. And, you know, she was an amazing, amazing gal. You know, she if, you know, she's an artist and if that whole art thing doesn't work out for her, she's got a, you know, she's, right. she's got a, a life as a curandero if she chooses, you know. But um, yeah, when so, you tell people, you know, the burning bush was an acacia bush and they just look at you like, yeah, so uh, <laughs> do you know what they get out of acacia? No, what? Uh, DMT. Moses had a goddamn DMT trip. Absolutely. That's what I think. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're seeing higher powers. You're seeing enlightened energies and beings and and what have you. At the end of the day, if you take all the religions at their root core, that's basically what they want us to, to believe in. You know what I mean? That that's their interpretation of God. And and I'm all I'm all for that because I believe in a higher power. I believe in a creator. I just struggle with a lot of these sub bases within the text of kind of like telling a story on how you should get there. When when you could take that completely out and be like, here, here's the creator. You know, right, right. Well, the dog with him, the dogma. But um, you know, so someone like me and the fellow travelers. Um, there are some people that are willing to jump off the cliff and dive into the Amazon and, and, you know, seek answers. Uh, and that, you know, that, that is for sure my style. I couldn't listen to a guy at a pulpit and, and have an intermediary between me and God right? or with the great spirit, whatever. It's just not my style. I need to see it. I need mm-hmm. to know it. So, so like you said, um, you know, do I think that 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 being that I had the the encounter with was the one that walked around? I don't know for sure. I I mean, if I maybe I was here in a past life, <laughs> and I could tell you for sure, but but I really don't know. Um, I know that uh, a lot of people believe that, and and it brings them a lot of solace. And if that's the uh, if that's the way, if that's enough for you. If it, you know, following your religion or your faith is enough for you, then uh, you're, 
we're both getting there. Yeah. Um, I don't care I just, how you get from A to B. Yeah. Do it. Do what makes you happy and, yeah. and be a good person while you're doing it. You know, right. I, the world's full of plenty of assholes. You know, and, and I used yeah. to be one and I'm glad I'm, I'm not that asshole that I used to be because I've, I've learned and experienced so much more um, just putting out, you know, a, a better vibe and living, uh, trying to live more of a lifestyle of, you know, you can be mad and mean all day long. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you let people control you and have that much control over your emotions. It's not me anymore. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. Do I get mad? Everybody gets mad, but I don't get mad or, or even remotely irritated like I used to, you know what I mean? And, and it's so much, it's such a great feeling. You know what I mean? Well, I, I think there's a whole spectrum in talking about like how, how people are with each other and, mm. you know, they're, I, the Buddha quote isn't exactly this, but it's, I, I don't know what it is about you. I don't like about me, you know? So, right. if, you know, classic projection, right? I think, so there's a spectrum. I think that there's some people that are just assholes because they don't like themselves very much mm. and what, it, what, whether they're responsible for it or not, um, you know, I, I did learn from the medicine. We all are res responsible for our behavior. Even if I had a C-section because I did that because I thought that it was essentially going to save the life of my unborn children. The medicine had said to me, you know, I made all the excuses. I said, but the, you know, the cord around their neck and they were going to die and blah, blah, blah. The medicine was like, that's nice. We're not really about excuses here. Are you willing to be in service? And so that sort of schooling happened many times. Like, that's nice. I'm, you know, we're not really about excuses here. And right. so that uh, it happened so many times that I sort of impart that in my own life for myself and for others, like, that's good. So do you have integrity or do you not, you right. know, like it, you can make excuses. So when I was saying that, I feel like there's a spectrum of people people who are assholes because they hate themselves or because they had a shitty upbringing or blah, blah, blah. We all are responsible for figuring that out and deciding, like you just said, you did, you decided mm -hmm. that's not who you are. Yeah. Some of us need a little, I could have grown up and been an alcoholic, abusive husband and, and father <laughs> I chose right out the gate. As soon as I was a teenager, I'm like, man, if I ever have a family, I'm doing the complete opposite of what yeah. you motherfuckers are doing. You know what I mean? Like, fuck and, off. <laughs> and every day that you live your life as someone that is not the asshole anymore is another day that you're showing yourself that you're not that person. Mm -hmm. And that's vital because it's your self-esteem, right? You grow yeah. more and more self-love, et cetera. So that's, uh, uh, however, with all of that said, I do think there's evil in the world. Oh, yeah. And I do think that there's some people that, that are on the spectrum of, you know, narcissism, psychopathy, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think evil infiltrates and operates through those people. I, I mean, I just, I just do. And oh, you, you can, can see it in people's eyes. You know I what I mean? I was just going to say that. You just have you that can't. boom. There, there's knock, knock. Nobody's fuck. There's no lights on in there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Their eyes are even black sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so what, like, what does that mean? And what does that mean? Because we're talking about ayahuasca. Um, what does that mean in context to that? Because through all of those journeys and through all of the light that I saw, darkness raised its very ugly head. 
a couple of times and both in uh, ceremony and around the ceremony, you know, group. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, I felt like, I felt like before all of this, because I have many anomalous and paranormal experiences, I felt I always felt in my dreamscape that there was a battle of light and dark going on. So, you know, as above, so below. What right. there, there was this constant duality that's occurring in this uh, conscious realm. And when I was participating in, you know, regularly, I saw it come and people's eyes turned black, you know, I'd saw straight up exorcisms in ceremony. Mm. Um, and then, but then also outside of the ceremony, you know, I think that there are people that come attracted because, um, not, and maybe not even conscious, um, of their dark passenger that they have sort of driving their, uh, taxi, yeah. um, but I, I did see it. And so, the, you know, some of these people are still walking around mm -hmm. and um, I for sure try and fly under their radar. I have no interest in any of that, but I witnessed all that. So I think it can happen on the micro and the macro. It's, I think it can happen in with ayahuasca ceremony circles, communities. I think it can happen at your job down at the corporation. Yeah, everybody has to do That shit, what you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Another sapien that's on the globe. Lost cold, looking for the direction, but don't nobody know. The only bit of insight that they ever sold me, I've been start to find out, doesn't really hold. Every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie, high motives to align goals. Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole. Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls. Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs, light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tightrope, walking the edge. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, shit. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, yeah. Fuck. And I've been wondering if, look. I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick, I'll take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I wanna soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause, fuck I'm batshit, what you read in the covenant It's cap, you were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it, we batshit What we read in the covenant, it's cap We were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap into pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this, they bitch made Hey. Keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride While I flow ride the valor of rhyme I'm flying high by the seat of my pants A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France But in the Northwest I trip without a traveling band, yeah 
And that's word to my cat plug I'm higher than giraffe puss Look what the cat drug in Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub At midnight I don't fill it up with the tap cup Soaking in my cannabis suds Anything for a buzz Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug Peel through a fat stash Burning the last snug I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from But here I am still stuck in the bathtub My brain fried but honestly I'm fine I'd rather not have one I'm batshit I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap. You were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.